You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. So great to have you with us here today on Monday. Today's show is brought to you by Built Barn. Check out BuiltBarn.com for more information. On today's show, let's recap the 2021 NFL Draft that went down this past weekend. A lot of Blue Devils heard their name called and are getting ready to start their professional football careers. We'll also give you a week preview of Duke Athletics and talk about other news and notes from the Blue Devils program. This is your daily Duke Athletics podcast. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave us a five-star rating and review. We love to do our five-star Friday shout-outs. Also, any questions that you have, in the Duke world, send it to me, LockedOnBlueDevils at gmail.com or on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils, and we will give you some love in the Mailbag Mondays edition of this podcast, so check us out there. Again, my name is JJ Jackson. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore, and be sure to follow us, LockedOnBlueDevils, for free wherever you get your podcast. You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. Let's dive right in, as today we want to recap the 2021 NFL Draft. Four Duke football players were drafted into the NFL. Nothing on Thursday in round number one. Nothing on Friday in the second and third round. But Saturday, a busy day for Duke. Rounds four, five, six, and seven. And in the fourth round, pick 118, Chris Rumpf II became the first Duke player to hear his name drafted this year. He became the sixth NFL draft pick under head coach David Cutcliffe at Duke. And the second Chargers player, you got to go all the way back to 1971, Phil Asak in the fifth round, drafted by the Chargers. Chris Rump the second, of course, a team captain for Duke. Had a great career for our Blue Devils and comes from an NFL family. I mentioned this with... Patricia Traina of the Locked On Giants podcast last week. But as we well know, Chris Rump II, his father, is the outside linebackers coach for the Houston Texans. So he'll be playing in the AFC, will Chris Rump II. But for the LA Chargers, he was the first Duke player selected. In the fifth round, pick 154, Michael Carter II was drafted by the New York Jets. The Duke defensive back finds his new home. What's interesting about this one is that in the fourth round, the New York Jets drafted Michael Carter. Not Duke's Michael Carter, UNC's Michael Carter. The running back was the fourth round selection by the Jets. And then around later, round five, pick 154, Duke's Michael Carter II was drafted by the New York Jets. That's going to be really fun in these next few weeks at rookie minicamp when Jets coaches are trying to learn all the players' names. And, uh, yeah, you've got two Michael Carters. One's a running back for you and one's in the defensive backfield. They're going to be referred to by their jersey numbers, I'm quite sure of it. So Michael Carter the second, the second Duke player drafted as this became the 33rd time Duke football had two or more NFL draft picks. But that's not all. It continued. Noah Gray was picked eight selections later. Fifth round pick 162. Noah Gray drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs, another Duke team captain. Noah Gray broke the 57-year record by Stan Christen for the most career receptions by a tight end in Duke football history. He also became the first tight end drafted out of Duke since Ben Patrick was a seventh-round selection in 2007. So Travis Kelsey is one of the top tight ends, if not the best tight end in 
the entire NFL, he's going to be able to train Noah Gray. So give him a couple of pointers and that sort of thing. But also, at the end of the day, Noah Gray is going to try to come after Travis Kelsey's job. We know how prolific the Chiefs' passing offense is with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, and he's getting a tight end who just broke a 57-year record for career receptions at a Division I university in the ACC, and that, of course, is our Duke University. And I know Duke football is not the greatest thing in the whole wide world, but it's a record that stood for 57 years, so let's give Noah credit for what he was able to do. Finally, our last selection in the 2021 NFL Draft, round six, pick 210, Victor J was drafted by the Arizona Cardinals, the defensive end out of Duke, who finished third this season in sacks was selected by the Arizona Cardinals. And you talk about learning from talented players. Remember, one of the biggest moves in the entire offseason in NFL free agency was that J.J. Watt is leaving the Houston Texans, and he signed with the Arizona Cardinals. So Victor J now has J.J. Watt alongside him on that defensive line for the Cardinals. Just because you were drafted does not mean you were guaranteed a roster spot, so all four of these Duke players will definitely have to go in and have a good rookie mini camp, have a good training camp, and earn their roster spots on the 53-man official roster prior to week one of the NFL season, but it's so cool that they were able to be drafted. 14th time Duke football had four or more NFL draft picks. It's the first time since 1973 that Duke had four NFL draft picks. That is a long time and great stuff there from David Cutcliffe, the Duke football head coach, to help get these four guys into the NFL. Among ACC programs, Duke's four selections in the 2021 NFL Draft ranked fourth behind Pittsburgh with six, Clemson and North Carolina with five, and then of course Duke with four. If you count Notre Dame, although they are independent in football, did have to play in the ACC this past year for football due to COVID, Notre Dame had nine draft picks. So they would be one, but again, 2021 is a year where Notre Dame is going back to not competing in the ACC in football. Michael Carter II joins former Duke letterman Jamison Crowder and Thomas Hennessy with the New York Jets. Crowder was a fourth-round pick of the Washington football team in 2015 before joining the Jets via free agency prior to the 2019 season, while Hennessy signed with the Indianapolis Colts as an undrafted free agent in 2017 and was traded to the Jets prior to that year. Noah Gray became the first Duke draft pick taken by the Kansas City Chiefs ever. As we mentioned, Chris Rump II was only the second Blue Devil drafted by the Chargers. Carter II was Duke's fourth overall selection in history by the New York Jets. And Deacon Jay's pick was the 21st time the Cardinals had taken a former Blue Devil. The Arizona Cardinals love drafting Duke Blue Devils, it appears. Although, remember, there was a stretch between 2004 and 2013 where there were no big selections from Duke in the NFL draft. A long drop-off in that nine-year period. The 2021 NFL draft marked the first time since 1982 that Duke had multiple defensive players chosen in the same draft. In 1982, defensive end Charles Bowser was a fourth-round selection of the Miami Dolphins, while defensive back Dennis Tabron was a fifth-round selection of the Chicago Bears. And again, Duke now has nine total NFL draft picks in the head coach David Cutcliffe era. A recap there of Duke football at the NFL draft over this past weekend. When we come back, let's take a look at some of the undrafted free agents that were able to start their NFL careers after this on the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. 
BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and information from all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get in the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Remember to use promo code Locked On to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back into the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. My name is JJ Jackson. Duke football had the NFL draft this past weekend. We just talked about the four players selected in the 2021 NFL draft. Duke also had three football players from their 2020 teams that signed undrafted free agent deals. They did not hear their name called in the draft, but they were able to get free agent contracts. Defensive back Mark Gilbert was able to sign with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Gilbert, of course, had 65 career tackles, seven career interceptions, five tackles for loss, and 17 pass breakups. In one season, Mark Gilbert had six interceptions for Duke, but the last few seasons of his career, he has been battling injuries like crazy, and that's going to be the biggest thing for him to overcome are those injuries. He graduated from Duke officially in 2020 with a sociology degree, and of course, he's Darrell Revis's cousin. Darrell Revis had a hell of an NFL career playing for the New York Jets at defensive back, same position as Mark Gilbert. Mark Gilbert lit the world on fire with the 40-yard dash he ran in the scouting punk combines and pro day phases of the draft process, so his speed is definitely there, and I'm hopeful that the Steelers will give him a shot. Mark Gilbert signs as an undrafted free agent with the Steelers. Devery Hamilton, offensive tackle for Duke, signs a deal with the Las Vegas Raiders. He played four years at Stanford, and then this past year was a graduate transfer for Duke. He helped the Duke offensive line open up the offense as Duke was able to average 379.7 yards of offense per game, had a prolific rushing attack with Deion Jackson and Matteo Durant, and uh, it was a great offensive line led by Devery Hamilton at the offensive tackle spot. So he played four years at Stanford, was able to earn a degree in communication and philosophy, and then his one year at Duke, he just earned his master's degree in management studies. So much like we've been talking about Patrick Tappé on the basketball side of things, to get your undergrad from Columbia and then get a graduate school degree from Duke. How about Hamilton here? An undergrad from Stanford and a graduate degree from Duke. That's a good combo. So Devery Hamilton to the Las Vegas Raiders on an undrafted free agent deal. Finally, the last one we've got today, my Jackson brethren. 
brethren. Deion Jackson, the running back for Duke, signs an undrafted free agent deal with the Indianapolis Colts. He only missed one game in his entire Duke career, made 31 starts in the 48 games that he appeared, sixth all-time in rushing yards and carries for the Duke Blue Devils in their history. He's the eighth Duke player in school history to surpass 2,000 career rushing yards with four career games where he ran for over 100 plus yards. He finishes with 2,267 rushing yards, 18 rushing touchdowns, 534 receiving yards, four receiving touchdowns, and Deion Jackson even threw a passing touchdown in a wildcat formation that Duke ran. Deion Jackson is one of my favorite Duke players that we've seen in the past five to ten years. He is so exciting with the football in his hands so fast, and I can't wait for the Colts to give him a shot. He's definitely going to be a player that can catch the ball out of the backfield, take tough contact, running through the tackles, running outside if he needs to to use his speed. I just hope he gets a fair shot there with the Indianapolis Colts, who did draft Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin this past year, a rookie selection that they drafted in the first two rounds. So he's their guy, but hopefully Deion Jackson can get a couple of spell carries, be a third down back for the Colts. I think that'd be an awesome role for him if he were given that opportunity. Coming up in just a moment, we will go over the week ahead for Duke Athletics and a couple other storylines to keep an eye out for. This is the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market and it's really not close. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. So great for the keto diet. I enjoy them so much. Make sure you use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Again, use promo code LOCKED15. These bars taste so good. You feel like, oh, I want a tasty treat, but also something that's going to be good and nutritious. That's why you got to go with Built Bar. They've got six new flavors that are spectacular, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and carrot cake. Some of my favorites there. They're so great for the health-conscious guy like myself, so be sure to dive in and enjoy Built Bar. Final segment on today's Locked On Blue Devils podcast. Let's talk about some of the things happening in the week ahead. Also want to recap last night's men's lacrosse game. Number two, Duke falls to number three, North Carolina, 15-12 to in the final men's lacrosse game of the season. Remember, due to COVID-19, we're playing ACC teams twice. This does not normally happen. Duke beat North Carolina 13-12 to in overtime earlier in the season in Durham. This game was played in Chapel Hill, and North Carolina won it 15-12. to With the win, North Carolina ties Duke for a share of the regular season title. Duke and UNC are co-ACC champions this year. North Carolina 11-2 overall, 4-2 in the ACC. Duke is 12-2 overall, 4-2 in ACC competition. It is the first ACC title for Duke since 2014. Next up on May 9th, so got to wait a little while. May 9th will be the selection show for the NCAA tournament at ESPNU. 9 p.m. Eastern time is when you'll be able to watch that. And then Duke won't be playing in the first round of the tournament until May 15th or May 16th. So that's a good 12, 13 days away before we see 
Duke men's lacrosse back at it, but they were number two in the country when this game was played. North Carolina at number three. Duke was able to avenge its only loss to Notre Dame. Last week when the two teams met for the second time this season, Duke played North Carolina for a second time this season and ultimately lost the contest yesterday. So that is why North Carolina gets a share of the ACC title. If you're curious who was number one in the sport, Marist is number one in lacrosse. They are 3-0. and Tell me how that makes sense. 3-0, and number one in the country. I get it. Look, they haven't lost, but they've only played three games. Duke has beaten a number of top five teams this year. Even North Carolina at this point has beaten several top five teams. They've played like three times, four times as many games as Marist has, but I don't know. I'm not in the decision-making there. So let's take a look at the week ahead for Duke softball. They're currently number three in the ACC. Wednesday, they've got a non-conference game versus Campbell before this weekend closing out the regular season with four games at NC State. NC State is number six in the ACC, 15-18 and 18 in conference play, 25-20 and 20 overall record for the Wolfpack. Duke 34-10 and 10 overall, 22-10 and 10 in ACC competition. Duke is for sure going to make it to the NCAA Regionals in softball, just trying to figure out where exactly they will be seated. They did not turn in a bid to host the NCAA Regionals. That was predetermined this year due to COVID-19, so Duke will be on the road somewhere. We just don't know where yet, and it's a big four-game series at NC State in Raleigh to close out the year for Duke softball. Duke baseball, they play tomorrow versus William and Mary. That'll be a midweek contest before going to play at Louisville, the number 15 team according to D1 baseball rankings. Louisville is also the number one team in the ACC. The top 12 teams make the ACC championship. That's what they call the tournament. They call it the ACC championship, although it is multiple games. 12 teams make it. Four pools with three teams in each of them, and then you work your way through the tournament that way. But again, they call it the ACC Championship. It'll be played in Charlotte, North Carolina at Truist Field. That's the new ballpark for the Charlotte Knights. It's been open for a few seasons now, but it will host the ACC Championship. Duke trying to be one of the top 12 teams that make the ACC Championship. They've got more games left in their season than softball does, but it's going to be a tough task this upcoming weekend at Louisville. Again, the number one team in the ACC, the number 15 team in the entire country. Duke in the NBA update from this past weekend. All i got to do is go to last night. Last night, five different players for Duke scored at least 20 points. Kyrie Irving had 20. Seth Curry had 20. R.J. Barrett scored 21 last night for the Knicks. Marvin Bagley III scored 23 last night for the Kings. I should say, if you forgot, Kyrie Irving plays for the Nets. Seth Curry plays for the 76ers. And then finally, Jason Tatum scored 33 points yesterday for the Boston Celtics. At the end of last week, Jason Tatum scored 60 points for the Boston Celtics, a franchise record. He and Larry Bird are now at the top of Celtics' all-time scores. There was a game where our guy, Jason Tatum, scored 60 points. He is so good as a basketball player in the NBA. That was crazy to watch last week. And then also, Patrick Baldwin Jr. We've been following the recruitment of this guy for a number of weeks now. We had another crystal ball projection that he would commit to Duke basketball. John Watson, the top Duke recruiting insider, originally had it 5 out of 10 confidence that he would go to Duke. 
However, it was big that he just chose Duke in the first place. We're talking about John Watson with his crystal ball because it had been a ton of crystal ball projections to the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee where his father is the coach. But Watson increased his confidence level from a 5 out of 10 to a 9 out of 10, again on that 10-point scale. But here's the other kicker. Chad Likens, another recruiting analyst, made a crystal ball projection for Patrick Baldwin Jr. to commit to Duke. His confidence is at an 8 out of 10. Duke back in the driver's seat, it appears, for the services of Patrick Baldwin Jr. It would give them the number one recruiting class in the country with Paulo Bancaro, A.J. Griffin, Trevor Keels, Jalen Blakes, and then Patrick Baldwin Jr., a top five player in the entire country. That would be huge for Coach K and his staff as they gear up for the 2021-2022 college basketball season. Hope you enjoyed last week's program where we were able to catch up with Zion Ojalete and also Chris Edwards. If you missed any of those conversations, go back and find them on our podcast feed, Lockdown Blue Devils, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Again, on today's show, we were able to talk about Duke football and the NFL draft, updated you on the three undrafted free agent signings for former Duke football players, and also previewed the week ahead for Duke athletics and hopeful that Patrick Baldwin Jr. will commit to play basketball for our Duke Blue Devils. That's going to do it for today's program. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.